Welcome back to the show, man. I'm glad to have you here this week as, uh, <clears throat> again, uh, just waiting uh, for the for the Lord to put it on my heart what show he wanted me to do. There's a couple of them that I had in the uh, shoot and just didn't feel real certain on which one I wanted to go with and until today. Uh, I'm glad to have you back, uh, all of y'all that are listening. Uh, as always, man, it is my prayer that God is stretching you, growing you, and leading you to who he created you to be. Uh, it is sometimes frustrating, sometimes confusing, but my prayer for you is that God is directing you and growing you so that you can step in to his beautiful and wonderfully made plan for you and us as men together. <clears throat> so today has been on my heart. Uh, we're going to talk about joy or happiness. Which one do we want the most of in our life and my my I just say my heart but it is to to an extent that our heart or my heart on this subject has really been leading me um for the Holy Spirit uh, which I believe it is, is to not worry about happiness. Uh, as I was doing a quick, I guess you would say, review of my thoughts and my feelings on this subject, uh, this is where God has led me. It seems that a couple of conversations I've had have led to the... Being happy or being joyful. And I choose joy. Happiness is uh, based on external feelings, uh, external events, uh, things that happen around us. We can have moments of happiness, but it's not sustainable. It's not something that when times get hard it's going to sustain us to have us to look forward to the future if we continually just rely on happiness uh, we're probably going to be in a state of depression a state of anxiety uh, all the things we kind of see in today's world with a lot of people um joy and happiness happiness is like i said it's 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 worldly it's right now you know you see something it makes you happy but in 30 seconds later you're you can lose that and be angry be mad be whatever but if we choose joy over happiness our long-term is 
going to be a hundred percent better. Uh, doing some research uh, on this. Um, <clears throat> excuse me. Uh, it is happiness is it, it, is part of the problem today. Everybody seems to be, oh, I just want to be happy, or this will make me be happy, or this will this will bring happiness into my my life, into my home, into whatever. And it may for a short time, but we're not, I mean, we're here for 80 years, give or take, you know, uh, the average life expectancy that uh, is on a man in this time, right? Maybe 80, maybe not, but if we're constantly striving just for happiness in our lives, we're constantly going to be exhausted. We're constantly going to be searching for the next fixed, whether it be porn, whether it be drugs, whether it be gambling, whether it be whatever, right? And we know through science and all that kind of stuff that the what do they call them endorphins and stuff that are released in the brain that whenever we see something that fills a void that we're trying to feel whether it be happiness or not to feel miserable or whatever <clears throat> all of it comes back to one fact that we are trying to fill that void with something that only one thing can fill it. Can fill it. And that's Jesus Christ. And with Jesus Christ comes joy. And joy is something that comes from our soul, the Holy Spirit. Because it doesn't matter. Joy is what I was writing down here. Uh, joy is something that perseveres, but happiness is a fleeting emotion. And when we're talking about emotions, you know, I did a show on that, and that's called warning lights, right? God gave us these emotions not to run off of them, but to listen to them. Like I said in the show, they, they are the things, the indicating lights, like your check engine light on your car, right? When you feel happy, that means something's going good in your life or in that moment in your life that something's going good. So we should give thanks, give thanks to God for that moment. Uh, if we're feeling um, sad. You know, that's a warning like that you need to talk to Jesus. There's something that's going on inside your soul that the Holy Spirit is saying, hey, McFly, McFly, we need to talk. Now, whether you choose to do that or whether you choose not to do that, that's 100% on you. Right? Uh, 
whether you choose to have that conversation with Jesus or you don't leads to whether you have joy or you have continual depression or anxiety or frustration or anger or whatever other emotion is out there is still going to keep ringing and dinging the warning lights that God's trying to tell you, hey, come to me with this. This is mine, right? You can go back and listen to that episode um, on on what it is. But like I said, joy is something that comes from our soul, our innermost being. You know, as we read First uh, Peter, and this is from the uh, New Kings James Version, First Peter 1, 8, whom having not seen, you love, though now you do not see him, yet believing, you rejoice with joy inexpressible and full of glory. Right? God promises, promises us joy, not happiness. Jesus already told us that by following him, we were going to have trials and tribulations in this life. That it was going to be tough and it was going to be hard because it was tough and it was hard for him. To the cross, right? And I agree, it it is. Life is tough, full of moments, right? And we're not in control of every single moment of everything. But God allows things to happen to move us to have that conversation with him. In those moments are gleanings for us to call on him, to be with him in that moment when we're feeling the stress and we're feeling the fear, we're feeling the anger, we're feeling the frustration. Those are the warning lights to call us to him, to have that conversation, to ask him for guidance, ask him for wisdom, ask him for patience, ask him for the strength, ask him for the courage, right? Everything comes if we choose to accept it from God, our strength, our passion, our courage, our, our everything. But we have to choose him. And when we choose to have those conversations with him on a regular basis, then we're filled with joy because then the Holy Spirit knows we're listening. Then The peace comes. That's where it comes from. It's having joy, knowing that this life is temporary. You know, like my, like I think I've said before, my grandfather used to say, he said, 100 years from now, nobody will know the difference. And, and to some extent, that's right. Most, mostly for us in this worldly experience. But when we focus on the world, we focus on happiness not joy when we focus on jesus we are now focused on joy and not focused on happiness no matter what the situation no matter for mine for instance going through uh my daughter having cancer and going through that battle uh and that uncertainty day by day uh you know, what was going to happen? Is she going to be okay? Uh, 
to what's the future going to look like for her? What's she going to be able to do? All those things I can't answer. I don't know. The doctors don't know. But the thing that held it together the most for me was that I trusted in Jesus. My joy was in him. And knowing no matter what happened, whether he took her from us to bring her home to heaven, that I was going to see her again in heaven. That I was going to be able to be with my daughter and she not have any of the issues she's having right now. That's where I took my joy from. That's where I got my joy from is knowing that it is eternal, right? This life is temporary. And I think as Christians and as men, we focus too much on this life being permanent, being we have to make a difference in everything we touch. I don't think that's the case. I think that we are each designed for a specific, if I can say that word, specific reason and purpose on this earth. And all of us spend a lot of time and a lot of unhappy hours trying to find it, right? But when we're living our life and purpose or in our lives on purpose for God, there's a peace with that. Knowing that it's not on you, knowing that it's it's okay to fail, it's okay to slip up, you know, it's okay to be unhappy at times. That, like I said, that's a warning. Like, hey, maybe I need to talk to Jesus about this. Joy sub- supersedes all of that, and then and, and in Hebrews twelve two says, looking unto Jesus, the author and finisher. Of our faith, who for the joy that was set before him endured the cross, despising the shame, and has sat down at the right hand of the throne of God. Also, the New King James Version. Right? I mean, look at that. Jesus is going to a cross. Yeah, it sucked. He wasn't happy. We've seen that in the Garden of Gethsemane, right? He wasn't happy about it. But. The joy that was coming allowed him and enabled him to endure everything that was before him. Look, yeah, this is gonna this is gonna suck, right? It's gonna it's gonna hurt. It's gonna be miserable. I'm not happy about it, but I do have joy because I know no matter how much they beat me. No matter how long I hang on the cross, what is after this temporary inconvenience, this temporary unhappiness is going to be joy because now he's going to be sitting at the right hand of God on the throne of God at the right hand of God. Right. So where do we find that joy? Well, it only comes from Jesus, because if you can go through all of that and be joyful, joyful then, hey, he is in us, right? He tells us we are a new creation when we believe in him. The Holy Spirit is in us. We have that same joy now, not later, not when we get to heaven. We have that now if we choose to accept it. And as Christian men, I think that is one of the things that 
that hinder us so much in our walk is that we think of it as a future experience instead of a right now experience. We don't experience the joy that God has planned for us now, and we try to put it off thinking it's going to be later. No, experience and walk in the joy that he has provided to us through Jesus Christ in the Holy Spirit. They're all one. They're all the same. And we have to trust in that now. We have to take hold of the joy that God wants for us now. Doesn't mean our lives are going to be sunshine and rainbows. That's not at all what it means. But what the joy does, joy leads to hope. And when you have hope, you're not worried so much about today. You're, those moments, right? I'm not sure I said that right. But you're not worried about tomorrow because you're trying to do everything that you can do today to live for God. When you're living for God and you're in his will, how can you not be joyful? No matter what the world thinks, no matter what your neighbor thinks, no matter what your wife thinks, no matter what your friends think, God's not second to anybody. Jesus tells us that. I'm not going to be second to anybody. You're going to forget everybody except for me. When I call, no matter who likes it or who doesn't, you answer my call. And when we live our life in that, that, hey, I'm doing what Jesus wants me to do. Or this is what I've been praying on and this is what I believe the Holy Spirit's telling me. You know, about like this show. I get a lot of grief. You know, and and which is fine, but I believe that this is one of the things that, you know, God has led me to do. I don't know if it'll ever lead to anything. I hope so, but who knows, right? I don't know. I'm just a guy here telling you how and what I feel the Holy Spirit's telling me to try to help each one of you grow as I feel I've grown in the last five, ten years. Right on a on a simple, easy, average Joe podcast that you know has its few listeners, and I'm so thankful for that. That's all God. That ain't none of me, <laughs> you know. But um, it's just I don't worry about it anymore. You know, I wasn't even gonna. I, I started season two and. You know, I was like, ain't nobody listening to this, you know, and then a couple of people say a couple of things or a couple of people, hey, you know, you hadn't done a show in a while. Hey, you know, so in, in my unhappiness or in my doubtful self that as much as I love Jesus and I know he's there for me every step of the way that I still go through those moments of unhappiness. I still have those moments of doubt. But the difference between now and, I don't know, 15 years ago is that I am more attuned to see the nudges and the promptings of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. I pay attention to those things. And I'm like, okay, I should keep doing this. See what happens. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things. I I do my best, you know, I mean, I'm not a, 
I'm not a research guy. I'm not going to dig deep into Scripture and think I'm more than what the words say in the Bible. Right? There's different ones. There's different versions, and some of the words translate different, like some of the versions use happy. Well, God don't care about your happiness. Happy's not part because he understands that's just the feeling he gives you to let you know that you need to come talk to him. You know, come talk to the one who can who can fill your heart with joy. You know, he's more worried about your character and than your happiness. And building that character that makes a good representation to the kingdom of heaven, to Jesus Christ, for us to be able to spread the gospel and grow the gospel, that's what he's worried about. Look, he don't want us to be miserable, but if you have joy and you, you're a Christian and you, excuse me, have the Holy Spirit in you, why, why are we so miserable? Sound like Satan playing a trick on us, right? He's getting us to believe all this junk. Oh, you just need to be happy. You need to focus on this. It'll make you happy. You need to go smoke another joint. You need to go watch some more porn. You need to go play some cards. Oh, bull crap, dude. Come on, man. That ain't no. What you need to do is get in your Bible and then have a conversation with the one who created you. Because that's the only way we're going to step out of this mess and know what he says. Right? No, I don't, mm -mm. no I'm not playing Satan's game anymore. And there's going to be times where he does slip in and he does get us. But why does he get us? Why does he slip in? Why does he try to steal our joy? Because joy leads to hope. Hope to peace. Right? Peace to love. It all lines up together. With love being the greatest, right? That's what he tells us. How can we love somebody if we're angry at ourselves? How can we love somebody when, you know, we have no joy in our life? We can't see past right now. We can't see past that 30-second happiness fix that we need. No. It's okay to be unhappy. Think Jesus was happy hanging on the cross? Heck no. He knew it was coming. He was joy. And that made him hopeful because he knew where he was going. You know, and, and just like I was saying with... With Stella, right? My daughter. Look, I was going to be, I was going to have joy no matter what. Because that's the deal me and God made while I was sitting on the front porch drinking my coffee that morning. That that's the deal that me and him made. That no matter what, I would follow him. If he took her, I'm not going to be happy, right? I'm going to be angry. I'm going to be mad. All those emotions that come with the the death of a loved one. Yeah, I'm going to be that. And I'm going to say some ugly things to the creator of the universe and me. But I'm going to be honest and I'm going to be real. 
and I'm going to tell you exactly how I feel. I know he already knows, but it makes me feel better when I say it, right? But if that's not the direction we're going with this, then give me a sign. Just something small. I'm not Gideon. I don't need you to flip the the sheepskin or the rug over three or four times, right? I don't. I just, just give me a small sign. That's all I take. He did. So the deal was, I'm following him wherever he goes, and telling and 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 talking to people about him. I haven't been real good at talking to people about him, but if he leads me to it then I must, right? I have to get better. But I don't have, I have joy. I don't not have joy. And as Christians, how can you not have joy and see past right now? See to eternity because joy is the hope of our future. And our future is in heaven With the Father, Son, and the Holy Spirit. How can you not be happy about that? Right? This right now, it's kind of like working out. I know I use working out a lot, but it's kind of like working out. You want to see bigger arms, bigger chest, bigger legs, flatter stomach, right? Well, you're going to have to suck it up and be unhappy for a little while. And hurt. So the growth can occur. But that's where your joy is because you know you'll get there when you have the discipline to go in there and work out every day and suffer through the pain and be unhappy and know it sucks. But three to six months when you got your diet right and you've been working out and you've been doing all these things and you look in the mirror and you're down two to three pant sizes, your shirt's tighter in the chest than it is in the belly. Or, the, you know, your arms or your shirt won't fit. You got to buy a bigger shirt because your arms don't outgrow your, your shirt, right? That's joy, knowing what the future holds. Our future holds being in heaven. And everybody that we've lost that's accepted Jesus Christ is going to be there. How can we not be joyful about that, Right? To me, that's that's it, man. I mean, take joy. Forget happiness. With joy is going to come happiness because you can be happy. If you have true Christ-like joy, you can find those moments of happiness in anything. What I mean by that, I mean, if you're trusting in Jesus and walking with Jesus and on pace to live your life with Jesus day by day, hour by hour, minute by minute, right? And you're having those little conversations all day with Jesus. You're going to find, because every dark spot has light, right? And every the worst situations in the world, there's always that one speck of hope. And light. And if you focus on that instead of all the darkness, then that's where we start to begin to find joy. That's where we take confidence in our future that it's not here. Because we all know in this world, we could be gone tomorrow. We could be gone 15 minutes from now. 
right? We know that this life is temporary. And through our faith and belief in Jesus Christ, that he is the son of God, he died on a cross for our sins and rose on the third day for our internal, eternal salvation. That's joy, brother. That's where it comes from. So we have to refocus and place our attention more on Christ in doing what he has called us to do instead of what other people think we should do. And when we start doing that on a regular basis, man, that's where our joy comes. That's where it's going to come from. Well, let me go through my notes here and see what else we got. I thought I had a couple more key points in here, but I'm not sure. Um, yeah, I mean, Jesus had joy in the cross because of knowing what was next. You know, and again, if Jesus is in us through the Spirit, then why are we not more joyful or joy-filled as Christians? That's a pretty simple answer. Because as humans, we tend to run on emotions instead of the power and truth of Jesus Christ that live in us. So men, as, uh, you know, we move forward in our days and <clears throat> our hours and our minutes. We need to focus on Jesus's power, the joy that he provides. <clears throat> Excuse me. So that we are more capable and more able to stand up against the storms. We're not scared of the storms. We're not scared of the judgments or what people say about us. Because with the joy that Christ provides, we have strength, we have courage, because we know it doesn't matter. We're not looking now, we're looking eternal. We're not looking worldly. And when we're only focused on finding happiness, we become weak, we become frail and a believer of Satan's lies. That we don't have the power of Christ in us. And that's what he's done as Christian men. Not too many of us have joy or have found that joy that Christ provides. It's not a future tense. It's right now. And when you dedicate your life to following Jesus and believing and everything that he tells you. And you see the warning lights when they're going off. And you have those conversations with him. And give that crap to him. Then friends. You're going to have some joy. Because it's like mm, whatever. Right? Whether I have it all or whether I have nothing. Matters not. Because my hope is not in this world. My hope is not in me. My hope is not in my wife or my kids or whatever. My hope is in Jesus Christ who hung on a cross with joy. Why? For you and me, for our souls, our souls, so that we can be in heaven with him. So men, take a hold of joy, let go of and forget about happiness. 
Because in joy, you will find those moments of happiness. But without joy, those moments of happiness won't last. But with joy, there'll be more of. They're not going to last, but you'll have more of them. Those moments of happiness. So, men, that's a little. What Jesus has really been telling me. What. I feel the Holy Spirit is leading me to is that we as Christian men have to take a hold of the joy that is promised us now, not thinking it's coming later, but that it is here now and step into that. Once we step into that joy and take our eyes off happiness, then we are more equipped and prepared to go spread the gospel that Jesus Christ requires us to do. Only then, through that joy that he provides, will come the courage and strength and wisdom and discernment to take on the things that he has called us to take on in this world. It's the joy. The joy in knowing your past is gone. Don't live in it. It's over. The joy in, I am a new creation. The joy in, I have the creator of the universe on my side. I have the creator of the universe living in me who he chooses to work through me for the betterment of his creation. Take joy in that. Man, that's that's power. Right? And and and, and I some I have to work on too, but we have to get over this fear of saying what we feel when it comes to these subjects, right? When when things are tough at home, do we need to think through, use the power of his discernment on how to word things? Yes, but we still must speak the hard truths into the people we love, into the people around us, right? My friend Robert, he, he, he says I'm a robot. Because I say, well, it's got to be like this, like this, like this, and like this. And I get it. It should. But we're all going to have moments where we don't do that. Where we don't say what what we think should happen or what we say things should look like. <clears throat> and it's not because we don't have faith in... Uh, it's not because we don't have faith in Jesus or we're not walking the walk, but sometimes, you know, it's discernment, right? So sometimes discernment takes a little time until we find a better way or until the situation eases out. There's no clear cut and dry answer. It's just your joy and your strength and your power comes in knowing that Jesus Christ lives inside us through the Holy Spirit. That the creator of the universe lives inside of us through the whole, through the Holy Spirit. Right? And if we're walking with that and we're having these conversations and we're doing the things that he's called us to do, we can have joy because we know our future is secure. Our eternity is secure. And we don't have to worry about the fleeting moment of happiness that we're striving to see. No, we're striving for joy, not happiness. 
And once we have that salvation in our belief and faith in Jesus Christ, joy's there and it replaces happiness. And those moments will still be there and those moments will still flash in front of you. And then you hold on to them even tighter and then they become joy. And the more joy you have, the better your life looks because you're full of Jesus Christ. So last little tidbit. Men, go out, do what God has called you to do today with a joyful heart, a joyful spirit, because that is what Jesus has given you. And remember, answer the call of men.